0: Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Colin Debuted from Office R&D. Colin, it's really nice to have you on. Hey, great to be here, Brad. Thanks for having me as a guest. I'm really excited. We're going to have an awesome conversation today. So, Colin, tell me a bit about who you are, what you do, and your company. So, I am a Senior Product Marketing Manager for Office
1: R&D. Office R&D is an 8-year-old company, so we were a leading global provider of co-working flexible office software solutions. And in October with return to work, we added a hybrid software solution for companies that are emerging from being fully remote during COVID to a hybrid model. And they needed a digital solution to help them manage that because there are a lot of moving parts. So I've run global marketing teams for years for different SaaS platforms and After an acquisition a couple of years ago, I decided to take an individual contributor role as a senior product marketing manager because I was really getting too distant from actual customers. So it's fitting that this is the empathetic marketer because I like to be as close to customers as I possibly can. That's the sandbox I like to play in. I'm responsible for the go-to market strategy for that hybrid workplace software platform that we started in October. So it's a Although the company's in growth mode, we're not a new company, that this product is definitely
0: in startup mode. Sounds like a lot of fun. Let's talk about that. So go-to-market, marketing, what does that look like for you guys? What's your approach and what are some of the strategies that you're putting in place?
1: That's a pretty big question, Brad. (laughs) With a new product and go-to-market strategy, of course, the who is always... Most important in marketing, who am I talking to and what do they want to hear and what do they want to see and what are they going to respond to? And with a new product and just trying to develop product market fit, the who is not always clearly defined. And for me, that gives me frustration (laughs) because I want to know who's the persona, what's the company profile, what's our ideal customer profile, who's going to buy from us, what are the triggers going to be that is going to get them to take action. And without a lot of data, with a relatively new product, that's more and more challenging. That was first and foremost on my mind is, hey, who's buying from us and why? So really creating that ideal customer profile so we can then use those personas and we can use demographics, firmographics, technographics to find the target account list and the personas that we want to talk to. That was first and foremost. That's the most important thing that we can possibly do. And then, of course, getting as many eyes on our product and our message that we possibly can.
0: How do you manage that day-to-day? Is there any sort of framework software you use in terms of keeping all this organized? Sounds like maybe a lot of experimental stuff, learnings, research, documenting it. Like, how do you keep it all organized and straight? Yeah,
1: we get really complicated at Office R&D. We use this thing called Google Docs a lot. It's pretty cool. Now we. You, now seriously, when our sales team and our SDRs are interviewing new prospects, they'll use an internal form on a Google form, and then it drops right into a spreadsheet. So it's really easy to collaborate that way. It doesn't take anything more complicated, but as a marketing department, because we have two major products and we sell globally, and we've got fourteen people on our marketing team within a variety of functions, from demand Gen to product marketing to design, SEO, keeping all that organized from a department perspective was a real challenge. And so we, we actually sought a solution out this year and our head of marketing did a just a killer job implementing a tool called Kanbanize. And so it's a Kanban process where we prioritize initiatives and we also set limits on what we can do. So what we found prior to using Kanbanize is we were just We were just doing, and it's not that we didn't have a strategy and quarterly and annual plans with OKRs and KPIs and all associated metrics, but it's not that we didn't have that, but still we were very reactive and we found that using eyes to really go deeper and spending more time on our projects was much more valuable for us than just, hey, being reactive and getting things done. So that's a great tool. I know there are lots of them out there, but, and we use Miro and we've used Trello and Monday and all, all those great tools. But as a department, that's what we've settled on from a marketing perspective.
0: That's awesome. So there's this concept right now that's becoming more popular and gaining some steam that I'm very passionate about. And it's this whole concept of marketing like a media company. And as a B2B company, using media to actually generate product demand and get in front of customers and build awareness and all that stuff. So you guys are doing some of this. I know you have your own podcast you launched and we were talking about this. Tell me a bit about what that looks like for you guys and your perspective on this whole concept.
1: Initially, because this is such an emerging market, we've got all these companies globally emerging from COVID. They're like, oh, what the hell do we do? (laughs) What's this model going to look like? Oh, wait, when we decided, now we've got some pushback from employees. So how do we actually navigate this whole thing? So as many challenging situations and different scenarios that there were in this market, I thought, hey, this is perfect for a podcast because people just need a massive amount of information about what's happening in the market. It just doesn't exist. There's no legacy model to say, yep, yeah, this is the one size fits all hybrid workplace model that's going to work for everyone and just buy this and implement it and you're good to go. So that just didn't exist, still doesn't exist and won't exist because there are too many moving parts. And I kind of have a tagline I've been playing with it. Office r and makes hybrid work work for you and that work for you is a very personalized solution and in marketing we try to personalize everything right right from the name and email and subject line and whatever we can merge we're going to personalize it and so a hybrid workplace models are very personalized and so creating content that provides as much information to not only our buyers but the leaders of companies show them what other companies are doing was really important. And I thought as much as podcasts are being consumed right now and as easy as it is, I thought, hey, it's the perfect model to start a podcast. But there are lots and lots of benefits to using a podcast that I loved. And early on in my marketing career, everything was about repurposing content. If you created a webinar, I can create a blog from that. And I can create snippets of smaller videos and little social media snippets and whatever. And a podcast is just perfect for that. Here we are recording on Zoom. And so we have a video. We can post that on YouTube and I can get traffic there and I can turn this into a blog with the transcript. And there's just so many options to to repurpose content that it was one of the best leveraged marketing tools I could think of in an emerging market. I was acting like a media company. Hey, we're recording we're producing our own show and then repurposing that so i think it's as close as you can get to having an internal media company without having an agency come in and charge us tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars to do the exact same thing it wasn't possible even 10 years ago
0: yeah that's great and i think there's so much opportunity when it comes to launching a podcast and especially how that ties in with go to market, product marketing, all this stuff. How do you develop your content strategy? What does that look like? What topics do you talk about? And are you creating content that maybe is addressing buyer challenges or close to your product? Or what does that whole planning process look like for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So obviously a multifaceted, I'm a big market listener, and the market has a way of providing content topics. Even if our prospects don't know what they want in a product, they still provide the right information by talking about pain points or whatever. And I'm talking about outside of SEO research on keywords, which is, you know, the simple way to do it. So yeah, a thousand people a month are searching for hybrid work. That could mean a lot of things, but What are really the pain points happening with prospects and companies? So doing a massive amount of social listening is first and foremost. So what's really happening and what's, is there any contentiousness going on? Like Elon Musk provides that, a lot of that. (laughs) Here's the richest man in the world. And he said, Hey, everybody at Tesla has to come back to the office. Or you're fired. Just go find another place to work. And and then Apple did something very similar. They're like, hey, everyone's got to come back for three days. And there are so many articles about hybrid work, remote work, return to office, that it was relatively easy to do some social listening and understand the pain points of our prospects. What are they really trying to accomplish? What are the device? What is the divisiveness between you know, leadership, the Elon Musk, and then the employee group, and then the management group, and then the different cohorts, the frontline managers and employees, and is it different for call centers? And every cohort's a little bit different. That's why I said hybrid workplace models are very personalized. And so solutions have to be as well. And that personally, I voice of customer research is second to none, sitting in on customer success calls. That's, that's how I geek out. <laughs> it's like, why are you doing this? Exactly. I want to dig deep. You know, why exactly are you doing this? Why do you need to implement a hybrid workplace solution? Because our employees need a book desk. I, I, I get that. But, you know, why? Where's the company initiative? Do you, have a, do you have a policy that says they have to be at work at a certain time? And how are you tracking that? What are the nuances around it? Are there any social factors that we need to think about? And who's really driving it? Is it leadership? What kind of analytics are you looking for? Are you looking to reduce your real estate costs and your your space footprint by creating a hybrid model? Hey, we can we can get rid of that expensive lease that we had and we can now manage our office on a much smaller footprint by using a digital solution like Office RD. So, you know, that voice of customer research is just, I can't get enough of it. And uh, we've just Fortunately, we've been really highly rated. I think we're top rated on G2 Crowd, and I've been able to produce a number of case studies. Doing the interviews for those case studies, is just, you know, I love it because we get the kind of details that are important to other companies trying to navigate this whole return to work problem.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about audience development, measurement, ROI, all this type of stuff. So how are you building the audience and maybe what have you learned so far and Any insights or knowledge you have to share that maybe others that haven't gone down the podcast journey would be curious to hear?
1: And we're relatively new at this game. We've only been doing it for half a year or so, but we had some very specific KPIs that we wanted to achieve. One, I looked at the industry standards because I didn't know. I'm like, what should we expect in terms of how much are we having to market our own podcasts and what kind of audience should we expect size? And I was told... The first three months, it's a slow process, and, but you should be doubling your audience every month. And we did that. We achieved those results. That was one of the KPIs that was really important. But another one was just demand jet. Can we generate prospects from this process? So that was really important. And so initially I said, hey, 25% of our guests, the guests on our podcast should turn into a prospect, or maybe they're a partner who also drives some portion of our pipeline and we achieved that as well. So that's cool. There were just numbers. That, that was a number that I didn't get from the podcast industry, but I just threw out there. So I'm like, it's just reasonable that we, we should be able to get prospects from guests. And then last but not least, as a product marketer, I wanted to do market research. And what better way to do market research than to do pre-interviews with potential guests and then the actual podcast and be able to go really deep into questions about what's going on and flexible and hybrid work. So those were three primary objectives. And I think it was really powerful. It's been a really powerful solution to for all three.
0: That's amazing. Are there any things that have been more challenging than you anticipated or any gotchas that have come up that you weren't aware of initially when you're starting?
1: No, I don't think so. There weren't any big surprises, I mean, I've been doing webinars for hundreds of years. It feels like, <laughs> and, and it's it's a similar format. Here we are. We're on Zoom. It's a webinar. We're just then it goes on a different platform and gets aggregated differently. Essentially, that's what we're doing. The most challenging aspect, I think, is always guest outreach, and we use the third party. We use an agency to help us with that because it does take some bandwidth and. We have to generate the prospect list, and so anybody who's trying to get into it, highly recommend that <laughs> use somebody else because it can take a lot of bandwidth. Targeting, make sure you know who your audience is because those are the guests you want to target. And I think we did we changed that a couple of times and we tweaked it. We were going too low in the market, and then we went really high in the market. We're like, well, that's too a little, too high. So let's let's just meet in the middle, and that was the. The Goldilocks perfect scenario for us. We ended up getting the right kind of companies that we wanted to talk to. You know, some enterprise organizations like ADP and Citrix. I'm never afraid to ask people, Hey, you want to come on my podcast, or you don't want to do you want to do an interview for for something, or you want to do a you want to do a case study. I'm never afraid to ask that question. A lot of people are, even with big enterprise organizations. I would say just don't be afraid to. No no real surprises. That definitely takes up a lot of bandwidth.
0: And I want to make a mention of something related, kind of jump into the next topic here. You have nearly 25,000 followers on LinkedIn, which is quite an accomplishment. Do you see podcasts and LinkedIn being related at all? You mentioned content repurposing. Have you been doing anything with that where you promote it on LinkedIn or that's influenced you gaining followers or anything like that?
1: That's a really good question. First of all, yeah, getting 20, 25,000 followers, that's a really good. Social media partners that, that helped me out in the past. And maybe I'm a little bit older marketer than some. So I started before other people. <laughs> I've just kept at it. First of all, I'm an open networker. So connect with me. I'm the only Colin Damute in the world. So you search for me on LinkedIn and, and I'm there. And if you have a profile, then I'll connect with you. If you don't, if you don't have a picture, or a real company, sorry, you're not connecting with just anybody. LinkedIn has been huge for me over the years and that many connections really helped, but I don't use the platform as aggressively as I could. What I really, I think people should do. And if I was eating my own dog food, I'd say, Hey, take your content, do something personal, record a little video three times a week and get on LinkedIn. You can build a relationship with your followers rather than just having followers. To answer your question more directly. Yeah, absolutely. I post our podcasts and I get some engagement and I've definitely gotten a lot of connections that way. One of my favorite ways to build an audience and understand persona is to use some of the automated platforms for LinkedIn, Octopus, CRM, to to auto-connect with people I legitimately want to network with to interview about their challenges in the industry. As a product marketer, that's what I need to do. That's what I love to do more than anything else. And so that really helps on the podcast side as well, generating new guests.
0: Colin, it's been amazing to have you on. Any last thoughts at all before we run? Any advice you have for others? Anything you've learned? Any words of wisdom at all before we? From we talked about media being a media company. There's another initiative that we've got
1: that I, I really just I want to tell people about. And in about two weeks, we've got a new book coming out: Hybrid for Dummies, Hybrid Workplace Work for Dummies. And I'm really excited about that. And of course, it's something that we can use the podcast for as well, and to promote that and to get additional guests. But it's just, it's another media piece and we can create, we can go backwards with that text piece and create a video and some webinars, things like that. It's due out in a couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. I would just, if I have some parting words for people, I'd say marketing is about all of the above. You can't just use one channel or have one, one method of outreach, inbound or outbound, you need to do everything. You need to have digital air cover for your SDRs and podcast repurposing, leveraging your activities, by far the best thing you can possibly do for any marketing team.
0: Absolutely. Colin, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for sharing your words of wisdom here. Yeah, it's been my pleasure, Brad.